Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I uh, also welcome all of the new members as well, uh, as Glenn echoed there. Well, we are fully into Christmas season. The radio stations are playing all of our favorite tunes. Many of you have your tree up already. I don't, but I hope by the end of today that that changes. Some of you have even started your Christmas baking. I've seen you on Instagram. I know it's happening. Christmas is really here. Christmas is one of those seasons that people either absolutely love or they barely tolerate. It can bring happy, warm memories of years gone by, or it can be a yearly reminder of some very hard times in our lives. Christmas can be a time to slow down and relax, but it can also be a time when anxiety and stress ramp up. For those of us that are believers, Christmas should be a time when we reflect and focus back on the birth of Jesus Christ and the hope that that birth brings to those lost in darkness. But sometimes that even gets lost in the hustle and bustle for us and maybe even in the stress and anxiety. I'm hoping today that this message will bring us back to a place where we can find that hope, joy, and peace this season. I want us to take a moment to pray over the prayer requests that have come in. If you have prayer requests, please know that you can put those. Uh, let us know about those through the website or the Church Center app. We want to be praying with you. And today I want each of you to agree with me in prayer as I pray. For those that are uh, experiencing physical pain right now and they need a touch from Jesus uh, to heal them from that. There are those that are, um, have lost jobs and are having a difficult time finding employment in this season. There are those that are just financially stressed this Christmas and we want to lift them up in prayer. So agree with me today as we pray for these. God, I thank you that you are God of all. God, that, that through the birth of your son Jesus that we celebrate this Christmas, God, that, that you have brought us freedom. God, that you have allowed us, God, just the ability to come to you unhindered and bring our cares, bring our worries, bring our stresses, bring our physical issues to you, God. God, I pray for these people right now who've, who've let us know how we can pray for them. God, I pray for those that are in physical pain, whatever it is that's causing that. God, I know that you are able, Lord, to bring healing in the name of Jesus. God, those that are searching for jobs right now, I pray that you would lead them to the right people, that their resumes would get into the hands of the people, Lord, that they can provide employment, God. God, I thank you, Lord, that you bring us blessings even in dark times. And God, for those that maybe are experiencing just an increased um, stress or anxiety this season, I pray that you would bring hope, that you would bring peace, and that you would bring joy. And God, as I bring your word today, I pray that it's your words that come from my mouth. God, that that all distractions would be filtered away. God, even in the homes, wherever it is that people are watching from today, that distractions would fall away. And that God, by your Holy Spirit, you would speak to each one of us today. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 2020 has been a different year for everyone. 
And this Christmas is going to be a very different Christmas. It's looking that way already. Some have lost their jobs. As I mentioned, many have lost a few months of income while we were shut down. Some families might not be able to gather together the way that they normally would, some for the first time ever. Our tables might be smaller for Christmas dinner, or the tr gifts under the tree might be fewer, but one tradition that I have noticed this year that has stayed the same is the Christmas lights. All over the city, there are strings and thousands of strands of multicolored lights shining brightly, declaring that, pandemic or not, Christmas is here. There's an apartment building near our house that I think the tenants must have a competition every year of who can fit the most lights out on their balconies. Uh, it's fun to watch, and they put them up early. I love going for drives at night uh, and looking at all the lights around the city and just the creativity that different people have in putting up their Christmas lights. And there's nothing more beautiful to me once the tree is up than shutting off all the lights in the house and sitting in the dark with just the tree lights shining, enjoying the peace. This December, our sermon series is Shining Brightly. And I love it because more than the food, more than the music, even more than the gifts, my favorite part of decorate, Christmas decorations and traditions are the Christmas lights. Do you know that the first strand of Christmas lights was put together only three years after Thomas Edison invited the invented the electric light bulb? Three years. That's somebody using their noggin pretty quick on how to put this new invention to use for Christmas purposes. Prior to that, people would place candles on their tree and light them. And it's said that the lighting of the tree was started as a way to remember that it's about Jesus and his arrival as the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. These Christmas lights that we see all around us help us to remember that Jesus came so that we can have life, true life, filled with his purpose. In reading through the scriptures surrounding the birth of Jesus, I can understand how Christmas lights came to be such a huge part of our traditions. In Matthew chapter 2, we read of the wise men following the star that announced the birth of Jesus. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, an angel appeared to the shepherd, and the word says that the radiance of the Lord's glory sh shone around them. And Pastor Paul's going to be bringing a word on that next week. And how many of us have an angel or a star on the top of our Christmas tree? It's a great reminder of the story of the birth of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 9, there's a well-known prophecy about the birth of Jesus. Many people recognize verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. But you've heard us say before that if there's a for or a therefore or a similar qualifier at the beginning of a verse, it's usually prudent to look back and to figure out what that therefore is there for. So let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 9. And I want to back up and begin at verse 2. 
Isaiah 9, verses 2 to 6, if you have your Bibles with you, and I'll be reading from the NLT. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, this prophecy was written to the nation of Israel, but when the Messiah was born, he brought each one of us the privilege of being adopted into God's family. And because of that, he invites us to walk out of the darkness of our sin and our shame and into his light. We can live in the fulfillment of this prophecy along with God's chosen people because we can have the Messiah with us, Emmanuel, God with us. These promises are echoed in the New Testament as well. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. And Romans 8.37 says, no, despite all these things, the trouble, the persecution, the disaster, the death, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Because a child was born to us, those who walk in darkness will see the light. A light will shine for those who are living in darkness. A son, God's son, is given to us so that the yoke that is upon us is broken. Our burdens are lifted. This child that was born and laid in a manger has come so that we can rejoice in the victory. Verse 5 talks about the uniforms that are stained by the blood from war and that they would be the fuel for fire. War uniforms, warriors' boots were burned when the battle was over. They were no longer needed because the victory had been won. The fight was over. We can take off our blood-stained, war-worn uniforms from the battles that we've been in and burn them because Jesus has brought us the victory. The light of the world has come to bring us victory. Maybe you're feeling a little war-torn today. Maybe you're feeling the heaviness of the burden of sin that you've been carrying. Maybe you feel like you've been living in the land of darkness. Can I tell you today that this Christmas light, these Christmas lights that we see all around us are shining for you today. The light of Jesus is here for you today. You can experience this life-giving light that Jesus brings us for yourself by knowing what he has done and who he is. 
I want to go back to John again, chapter 8 for a minute. And this time I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. And again, looking at more than just the verse that is familiar to so many. I want to keep going past that. So John chapter 8, verses 12 to 14. Then Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And those who embrace me will experience life-giving light. And they will never walk in darkness. The Pharisees were immediately offended and said, you're just boasting about yourself. Since we have only your word on this, it makes your testimony invalid. And Jesus responded, just because I'm the one making these claims does not mean they're invalid. For I absolutely know who I am, where I've come from, and where I'm going. But you Pharisees have no idea about what I'm saying. If we embrace the teachings of Jesus, if we follow him, we don't need to walk in darkness any longer. He brings us life, eternal life that can never be taken from us. His claim of being the light of the world is valid. You could say, well, that's great, Debbie, but, but how do I know? How do I do that? How do I know him? How do I follow him? How do I embrace him? Well, it comes from knowing him. And how can you know him? You know him, we know him through his word. We can know the things that he has done. Like this scripture in Isaiah where it talks about, you know, he, he has won the victory. He has lifted the yoke. He's broken the bonds that keep us from freedom. And we can know him through his word and who he is. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We can know who he is. For a child unlike any other child has been born. The Son of God has been given to us. And he's the most skilled counselor that you will ever encounter. And he is the most powerful God that there is. He is everlasting Father, the same yesterday, today, and forever, with no beginning and no end. And he brings us peace beyond our own understanding, beyond anything that we can imagine. If you need to talk to somebody today who completely understands what you're going through, that counselor is Jesus. If you need someone to come alongside you and help you while you're fighting this battle that we call life, that mighty warrior is Jesus. If you feel like everyone has walked away from you and abandoned you, you can know that Jesus never will. He is everlasting. And if you seem like, or you think that you've looked everywhere for peace, and yet it eludes you, know that he is the prince of peace. He's my everything, and he can be yours as well. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. 
Just like in this prophecy, we can know that the battle is over. The victory has been won. Let us rejoice before the Lord. The yoke has been broken. The burden is lifted. We can burn the battle clothes because of this child who was given to us. This child. This child, for my Mandalorian friends, is more important than the child. Just saying. When we strip back all the wrappings and the trappings of Christmas, the, the stress, the finances, the family squabbles, we're left simply with a baby lying in a manger, drawing heaven and earth towards himself, the light of the world. You know, even though Christmas looks different this year for many of us, the Christmas lights are still the same. And the light of Jesus never goes out of season. You know, I noticed this year that many places, many people put their lights up earlier than ever. And I think that this year it's because people are looking for a little extra hope. They needed to be able to see the light in the darkness. I believe that in a year that has brought us one curveball after another, people are desperately looking for something that has not changed. And you know, believers, we are part of that answer. Maybe you've been walking in the light for a while. You, you've known Jesus as the light of the world for some time. And you love the Christmas lights as much as I do because they remind you of Jesus. I want to remind us of Glenn's message last week. Being missional is the main thing. Jesus never meant for us to find that light and then to keep it to ourselves. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation again. It says, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things that you do will shine as a light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. I'm going to invite the team to come back. We're going to head into worship again in just a minute. We are called to let our lights shine in the darkness, reflecting the light of Jesus. And when our lights shine, others will see that. The lost will find hope. Those walking in darkness will find their way to Jesus. If you're a believer, then it's your time to make sure that you are shining your light. Because there are so many this year feeling that darkness and seemingly walking around blindly lost. And we can show the way to Jesus, the light of the world. And shining your light doesn't have to be difficult. Maybe it's taking a plate of cookies to an elderly neighbor, socially distanced. Maybe it's 
calling someone on the phone that you haven't heard from for a while and just checking in, seeing how they are. Maybe it's calling somebody that you know that, that doesn't get out much and saying, hey, I'm going to the store. Is there anything that you need for me to pick up? There's so many ways, and we can be creative in that, in shining our light that points to Jesus. People need a voice of encouragement at this time. They need to find that light in the darkness. They need to find hope in a world that seems like it's imploding. And we need to be re ready with the answer for why we have that hope. And that's Jesus. I want to pray for you today. No matter whether you're taking in this service today at approximately 12 o'clock on December 13th, 2020, whether you're watching it later this week or maybe a year down the road and you've stumbled across us on the internet, I believe it's not by accident that God has drawn you to this service for a reason today. And I want to pray for you. If you want to find this light-giving light that I'm talking about today, you can simply pray and acknowledge to God that you're lost, that you've been trying to do it your way and it's not really working out. You can ask for his forgiveness for your sins and you can thank him for sending Jesus, a babe in a manger, to grow up to be the man who would pay the penalty for my sin, for your sin, and invite him into your life today. Let him break that yoke of slavery that you're carrying. Let him lift those burdens. Let him bring light to your darkness. Maybe you've found the light of Jesus and you realize that maybe you've been hiding it and there might be ways that you can let it shine. Or maybe you know Jesus. Maybe the Christmas lights have always reminded you of him, but this year the darkness is trying to steal that. I want to pray for you today as well because he's everlasting father he's the same yesterday today and forever the things of this world do not steal his light darkness cannot take the light away it's forever let me pray for you today God I thank you for your word I thank you for your presence and I thank you for the Christmas lights that help us to remember that you are the light of the world. God, I pray for those today that, that maybe have never known you. They've never looked at the Christmas lights and, and even thought about Jesus before. It's just something beautiful to look at. Today, God, I pray that you would draw them closer to you. That God, maybe as they hear these words today, Lord, that they would recognize that they are in darkness and they're feeling the weight of that. God, I pray that you would bring freedom. God, that you would lift the burdens. God, you would bring forgiveness to those that are seeking for you today. We thank you, God. God, I thank you for those that have known you for some time and, and they have that light shining, God, but they've been hiding it. Maybe they've been timid or fearful or not sure about what to do with this light. God, I pray that you would give us a boldness for you this Christmas season. 
that God, where the, the stress and the anxiety and the pandemic brings fear to people's lives, God, that you would help us to use your light to bring hope to what seems like hopeless situations, God. God, and I pray for those today that have known you, but the darkness seems like it's closing in. God, I pray that you would rekindle in their heart that fire for you, that you would rekindle that, bring that to burning even brighter, God. God, that we would have hope. God, that we would have peace, that we would have joy in this season, God. Have your way today, oh God. We give you all the praise. We thank you, God, for these Christmas lights. In Jesus' name, amen.